Hey everyone, uh, Robert Nixon here. I'm with Nancy Bellavoe of Discovery Toastmasters Club 1146. And we're going to ask her a couple questions. She's, uh, I'm a part of that club, so I thought she'd be a good person to interview. Do you want to introduce yourself? So I'm Nancy Bellavoe and I'm the president of Club Toastmaster 1146 Discovery. I'll say that again, Discovery Toastmasters Club 1146. We meet at noon on Tuesdays and uh, it's a great place to be, isn't it? It is. It's awesome. Yeah. I brought a guest for my first time last week, and then I actually had an appointment with him right after. And he's like, I'm going to join Great. right away. I'm like, you're not going to take advantage of your three free ones? Not, <laughs> not that it costs a lot, but so I think he's going to join. So that's good. Yeah. So how long have you been with Toastmasters? Um, and what is, well, your role as a president, but what does your role entail? And what led you to getting involved in it? I've been there over 10 years. And interestingly enough, before that, I had a partner who was involved, but it always sounded weird to me. He always got stressed out before he did a speech, so I couldn't quite figure out why he was going. But then I actually was at a bonfire once, and a couple of people I knew said, guess what? Jeff Hislop's coming and doing a workshop at Toastmasters. And I'm like, really? He's an actor. Oh, okay. He's a pretty famous actor from Vancouver, but he's been in, he was in... The guy with the mask, the musical for decades. Okay. So, anyways, and he's done a children's show. So I was really excited, and they said, "You can, you can't, you can't come. You have to be a Toastmaster." And I said, "I'm going to go on Tuesday, and I'm going to join." So I think I was one of the only people who's walked through the door and said, "I want to join." And that was when you joined. <laughs> yeah, oh, crazy. And it was great. So um, started with a bang. Started with going to Toastmasters and going to these extra meetings where we got extras lessons and how to be a good speaker and how to breathe like on top of the regular ones yes oh, yeah. we cool. met on saturdays for workshops right. which is something that i brought up when you were there when vicky was talking about like training and stuff and the learning mm -hmm. aspect i thought that would be good because for me it's nice to get away from the computer and go learn somewhere rather than right. sitting at the computer and doing the coursework stuff um, but there's not a lot of that stuff if anyone is interested. <laughs> yeah, we, suck we, in a bit. We've, we've just moved over to computer it used to be all in a book yeah, uh, and we've sure. just gone to computer. I think it's to uh, to entice younger people who are plugged into their devices all the time. Yeah, that they can sure. go that way. But some people prefer paper. You can still get a paper book to work off it's of inevitable. if you want to. What is Toastmasters for those who don't have don't know or haven't heard of this group? Toastmasters <clears throat> is a multi level organization. In this club, we come and once a week and give speeches that's one thing is, is speaking and then the other thing is listening and listening in a way that you can give positive feedback so that's a huge learning skill for people mm -hmm. in terms of just having good relationships with people learning to listen is very very important and then learning to give feedback in such a way that it's not insulting or belittling that it's positive <laughs> <laughs> the little side side language going on here and so I just think it's the best thing since, since sliced bread <laughs> if the camera girl keeps motioning things or talking then she's gonna have to be on camera so so uh, it's uh, I think it, for me I've done a lot of personal growth things and this has been the best bang for my buck in terms of so much growth because when yes, I started ten and a half years I was very, very nervous and very, very shy. And so before I did my first speech, I felt like throwing up. And so I totally get when people come and they're nervous. 
and so we try to be very, very supportive for people when they walk through the door, and, and to encourage people, people like mm -hmm, for sure, and so not to push anybody, encourage people to do what they can. So in a meeting, you come in, and there's usually these days one speaker, but there could be two with a prepared speech, mm -hmm. and then there'll be another person who evaluates that speech. There's another person who's going to keep time because it's a one-hour meeting, so it's very important to keep track of the time. And that's another thing we learn is how to be timely. We set up a speech to be five to seven minutes, usually, and so we want to get it within that range. And then there's another portion where we have impromptu <coughs> speaking called table topics. The fun part. Yeah, I yeah, like I like that. And so one person will come, say, he will come with a list of questions and ask different people around the room uh, to answer these questions that they aren't prepared for. So that teaches you how to be able to stand up and speak spontaneously. And yeah, we love to hear those. You learn lots about people. The other job that's there is an awe counter. So that's someone who sits and keeps track of all the people and the number of times they say ah and um and so happens to be one of my favorite ones. And then you get feedback later. And I've really been biting my tongue even since we sat down just because I know it's beside you. I'm like, uh, 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 <laughs> don't use it. I almost started with so. <clears throat> and then you get a report back for how many times you used it. And so for some people, they're very, very bad. When they come in, they might have 50 yums and ahs in a table topic in a minute and a half. Like literally, there have been. And so they just become more aware of it and so there's a you know that can create a little bit of a difficult period where you become aware of a habit and then you have to break it and there's just, like a swear jar, jar for it <laughs> every Oz 25 percent and someone oh, cracks oh. it yeah people don't swear too much there was somebody that like a swear it. Jar, right? yeah it is so yes we we upped the ante it used to be a nickel up to a quarter and then we thought well that's crazy people don't even have nickels anymore so now it's a quarter for each on um up to a dollar i put a five dollar bill in last <laughs> Because I hadn't been putting anything in, and I'm sure I will that. But you don't have to pay anything when you're just a guest. And people are welcome to come and be a guest. Uh, up to three times is no problem. And we're happy to have guests. And what else? Help me here, Robert. What else do we do there? Uh, well, if you want, if you want to come as a guest, you can just show up at 12 p.m. on Tuesdays uh, to the community center. Just ask mm -hmm. about a room at the front desk. Mm -hmm. What else do we do? Well, we there's someone who evaluates the speech. So someone will sit and take notes while the person's speaking, and then they will give them feedback in and that evaluate. positive way, tell them what was good about it and what could be improved. And then someone else will evaluate the table topic questions. And someone will- We have a word of the day. We have, so we have a, yeah, table, a grammarian. A grammarian, like you, you were a grammarian, right? Yeah. So he printed out a word of the day, which was change, and we're supposed to try and incorporate that word into our speech or our table topic or any time we're talking. And, and then, yes, you get somebody to keep track of how many times you've used it and people <laughs> knock on the table. So it's just uh, many different techniques to become more flexible in your speaking and get the synapses working. For me, I had a head injury when I came into Toastmasters, and I could actually feel my synapses starting to fire off. It has been fabulous. What is the synapse exactly? The connections in, in your brain. So that, you feel it's starting to work better because yeah, you're using it? Yeah. Which makes sense, yeah. So definitely, uh, totally improved my ability to think mm -hmm. on my feet. 
which I had lost from a car accident. Like off the cuff, like when yeah, you Yeah, to or... stand up and, and think yeah. and speak. So that happens in life sometimes. I was interviewed one time outside of the store about a political situation that was going on, and I was just so happy that I could respond intelligently because yeah. it was something that was really important to me. And so we all have issues that are really important to us, and it's a very good thing to be able to be able to feel confident to get up and, and say what it is you mean and what's important to you. Yeah, for sure. I uh, There's people in there from all levels, people that like don't aren't comfortable speaking at all or have mm. issues around it, like, you know, a brain injury is obviously huge. Or there's people like me where Robert can talk, but maybe <laughs> maybe the structure's not there or something, right? Like Yeah, that's for for me more I'm not I'm not nervous talking a little bit when I did my speech, but it was flailed, so it doesn't count. <laughs> so yeah, even when people like Robert come in and flail their speeches, we're still very kind to them. Yeah, they're supportive. Them kind, kind of, well, and Aaron, like... Aaron did his icebreaker speech. So your first speech is your icebreaker. He did that on Tuesday. And it was like, what? How? Like, it was phenomenal. Put everyone to shame. It was phenomenal. It had at least two of us in tears. Yeah. <laughs> he, he worked hard. Like, what, I, what I've learned in Toastmasters, <clears throat> a lesson for life, is that if you have something you have to do, you can procrastinate and you're going to pay later in stress and embarrassment by not yeah. doing a good job. Or you can put the work in and then you can be confident when you do it and make sense and have an impact. So that has been a huge lesson for me, which you'd think you'd learn in elementary school, but some of us are slow. And so I have learned that. Or too many other things to do. Yeah. Um, but yes, oh, you have there to it is. The I always do it between questions. Um. <laughs> Does the does the toast um, does the Toastmasters do community outreach like charity work or anything? No, we don't. We're a nonprofit, and we keep ourselves pretty busy. The people who are working on the board to keep the meetings going, because there's a whole other aspect of Toastmasters that we haven't mentioned, mm, and that's yes. competitions. So this board won a bunch of them back in the day. Yeah, there we used to have them twice a year we would have a humorous speech contest in the fall and an inspirational speech contest in the spring and then there are regional conferences and national conferences and international conferences and those are amazing to go to now there's just the spring and so we have a local club contest who people don't have to go into that because that's a whole another level of involvement however it does take a lot of people from the club organizing it so you're also learning leadership how to organize things um, how to advertise them all that kind of aspect as well as the talking and the listening and the giving feedback mm -hmm. so there's an awful lot to learn about it and people have strange ideas about what it is because when I first joined somebody said oh are you going to be a politician well no I'm not going to be a politician but it sure has helped so for me personally one of the things, because one of the questions that Robert's going to ask me is, are there a couple other organizations I'm involved with? And I'm involved with Shoreline Musical Theater. And I love musical theater. It's right, a passion of mine. Yes. And so when I came into Toastmasters and I felt like throwing up for my first speech, <laughs> after several more speeches, and you learn to make eye contact when you're speaking, and that's really important in theater too. So... I asked during a play, Heather Gordon Murphy, if I could have just a little tiny part. And she gave me a part as a cop, which was really required some acting because I'm not a cop. <laughs> no. So 
then I've moved on and gotten bigger and bigger parts and actually had a solo last year, two years ago, which was terrifying. And if I hadn't done Toastmasters, totally wouldn't have gone near that. But it's part of the progression in what I'm doing. And uh, it was exciting, it was terrifying, you do it, you, nobody dies, and so it builds your confidence. No one remembers what you said 10 minutes later anyways. I mean, they do it in reason, but yeah. that's what I've realized is like you say, you say your speech or you say your thing, people remember, but it's you that really has the, that holds on to If it's a really good the... speech, you remember, and they say that if people remember a year later, then it's super good. Right, and if there, it's bad, they don't remember. Probably. There was one speech that I still remember. This woman <clears throat> dressed up, and she hers was called the Gorilla Grammarian. So the grammarian is the person who keeps track of good use of language and the word of the day. Mm -hmm. And so I still remember her, and I still remember that, so I think that must have been an absolutely great speech. And I, I imagine that Aaron's speech will be remembering because of the emotional impact of it. It was about him and his grandpa. Yeah. And he, his technique was phenomenal. The, the baseline of it was about his yeah. grandpa and yeah. passed away. Awesome. What's your favorite memory or moment of from Toastmasters? Sheesh. That's a good question. There are just so many. I have to say, when we had our guest last week, and he said, or this week, and he said, I feel inspired. He said, I didn't expect to feel inspired. And I said, I always feel inspired. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I said, there've never been a bad meeting. There was one bad meeting, but that was when somebody came from outside the club and used the whole time to talk about business. That was a bad meeting. <laughs> so otherwise, there could be somebody who gives a bad speech, but then there's going to be great table topics and you learn about people. And I don't know, I just find it thrilling. You see people growing, you see people improving, you see people stopping and saying, nah, nah. like when you can tell somebody, you only did it 10 times instead of 25 times today. Yeah, that's that's, good. It's, uh, it's exciting to see people coming together to grow and to learn. Mm -hmm. I always sort of feel guilty when I start talking about business, but it's, it's, it's inevitable because it comes naturally, right? Talk about yourself and mm -hmm. they say for your first speech and stuff, you're supposed to talk about yourself. And then I got like a thing from Mark. He's like, he's like, that was great. You turned the question right around into being about your business and something you related to. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't try to avoid it, but obviously you're not trying to like be a salesman there either, right? Right. Like, yeah. You're not trying car, to be a salesman. Car. Do you want my house? Do you want my house? Or I don't know. <laughs> It comes but, naturally to talk about yeah. what you do, right? I yeah, guess. and what, as like you say, what you're passionate about. Yeah. That that certainly comes naturally. And if you are passionate about something, then people are going to want to listen to you. Yeah. And, and if there's some emotion in it, then people will be drawn to it and seen with a very open heart. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we already asked that one. We already answered about the organizations. What other avenues are you active in? I guess that sort of answered that as well. But do you have anything else that you're active in? That um, Campbell River Singers. I've been going there for uh, twenty years or like so. To, to donate or to no, like not no, donate, just like just to, to, to play. Yeah. Oh, to, to play. So, so yeah, our so. organization isn't really linked to any other organization. No, no. It's a huge international organization, and the funds that come in just keep it propelling. Uh, and so no, there's, there's yeah no, no I was no thinking time like yourself. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what, what do you do with them though? Like with with the seniors, with the singers. Oh what singers? Oh, singers. 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 Okay, so you're singing. Yeah, I think it's the seniors. That's like, are you donating time to help them? <laughs> 
Which sorry, I'll have to sorry. say, singing is also such great brain work. I want to say this because after the summer off... I'm not going to start singing. I'm it's okay. Sorry. You don't have to. But... People pay money for brain gym and things like that on the internet. Yeah. And we started... The app that triggers your brain. We started two weeks ago, and it's such intense brain work to start singing, to read the music. If you can't read the music, you can still go. But you look at if it's going up or down, and you're singing along, and it's just like, whoa, that is a great workout. Yeah. So if people want to keep their brains active, they say a new language. Music is a new language. So yeah, learning sure. an instrument or going to choir, it's super good for your brain. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, I mean, I enjoy Toastmasters. Like I do look forward to it mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, it's entertaining, right? And it's not just sitting at a computer or yeah. sitting at the gym or I don't know. It's just, and you get to, it's social, right? And mm-hmm. unless you want to go get drunk or something, then there's not a lot of social <laughs> activities in Camp River. Well, there is, but singing. What are your long-term goals within, within Toastmasters or other? Well, I have lots to learn still in Toastmasters. I have competed. I've gotten out of toast out of competing lately. Uh, I wouldn't mind going back in. So you're gonna do it next spring. I might. It's timing for me. That's a personal thing because my granddaughter's birthday is the same All time right. as the contest, and she lives in Calgary. And I went there once on her birthday, so she says, "Grandma, you come every year for my birthday." I'm like. Oops, I guess I have to go every year for her birthday now. So that's why actually I got out of competing since it's just once a year. But there's just so many levels of learning that are available. And I just love it. I'm actually in this club and I'm participating in an online international Toastmasters club. A friend of mine from Salt Spring who travels around the world and goes down to Texas started it up a while ago. So while I couldn't move much because I had a broken foot. I went on at, with them, so that's been great. So is it like a screen share? Like how does that yeah, work? screen share. And so the there's chatter. several people from Texas, there's Lap- Latvia, Yugoslavia, Russia. So it's, it's, uh, it's, I love it. And that's probably makes your brain work even more because it's a little more diversified. Yeah, there's heavy accents <laughs> going accents on there. And, and how do you evaluate someone when uh, English is a second language. Or a third or something. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's been really interesting. So I just think it's fascinating. And it's so, such a growth-producing activity. Yeah. And you meet people. You do meet people. And I've met some of my best friends in Toastmasters. They're okay people. Because you're doing things together and you're growing together. You're, yeah, and you're sure. working to achieve something together. So like when you say... You know, for social, you go to the bar, or what can you do? And, and same with when you want to meet people. It's a great place to meet people. I have a hard time, and I'm not good at sitting still either, like doing nothing, right? So it's great. And everyone, like, if, it's nice because if you're there to learn too and do stuff, people are supportive of it and willing to help you. And if you're not, then you're not. But a lot of places I find people ask for help, but they're not willing to, like, put the effort ah. in. Well, definitely, like definitely so. paying back in Toastmasters is a big part of it. And, and helping people out, mentoring people. and Yeah, and don't be intimidated to do it. I, we did my why. I think I posted it on my business page yeah. eventually. Yeah. And I always pictured it like as this big auditorium with guys with suits and all like on a stage, a bunch of high rollers and yeah. it being intimidating and you walk in and it's not. It's no. Casual people. It did thing, used right? to be people in suits. When I came, the Was men that? did wear suits. And the women wore jackets, and it just evolved. And that was only 2009? Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. It was tended to be an older crowd, and, you know, we're really happy to have younger people joining. And it just got to be more casual. Yeah, interesting. We do say, 
when you're giving a speech, because presentation is a huge part of it, that especially when you're giving a speech, you should come dressed for the part of giving the speech. So you might come in hip waders because your speech is about fishing. But right. if you're not, then oh. you want to come dressed reasonably well. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. I got lots well, to you learn. Always I got lots to learn. Robert always comes well dressed, so <laughs> he's never gotten feedback to. What if I do a fishing story? I better dress different. If you want. <laughs> or if it's a, yeah. Interesting. Anything else that you want to talk more about? I have a few other questions, but there's sort of more um, interesting ones about you, but not mm. Toastmasters. What else can we talk about Toastmasters? Mm. Well, here's the interesting thing. You do several speeches. They've changed, so I, I'm not 100% up on them all. But in the beginning, you can write speeches about what you want. Like later, there'll be some more pointed things. Like one of mine that I'm going to have to do is about mentors for me. So I've been thinking about that for a long time now. But in the beginning... Mentors? Mentors. Men who's been a mentor in my life. Oh, yeah. okay. Like who's taking you to where you are sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been giving that a lot of thought. But you can write speeches about whatever you want. So I've written speeches about both of my daughters. Uh, what else have I written speeches about? Boyfriends. <laughs> um, my <laughs> icebreaker. It's just my fishing life, my other lives that I've had. So things that are interesting, things that you're passionate about. And so then if it's something you want to get more clear about because you want to be able to discuss it in the world, it's a great opportunity. So if you mm, want to write a speech about this place that you work for, you could do that. You want to make it interesting to the audience. So the other thing that is is it is identifying your audience and making your presentation interesting to that audience. So when we talked about contests, that adds a whole nother level to it. So there are time limits for everything we do. And if you go into a contest, it has to be within a certain limit of minutes and seconds or you get disqualified. So And you don't have the red light that's the other thing the the time you she was do talking about has you do oh, but do you? when you get engrossed in what you're speaking about it's really hard I'm to keep so track of the time so if you're really interested in what you're talking about you know and you're really on then it's it's hard to keep noticing the time so you can look down and say oh, the red light's on how long has the red light been on because the red light's on for 30 seconds so did it just go on in which case i can slowly wrap this up or has it been on for 29 seconds and i've got a cut out right now yeah so there are so many different levels of learning to be an effective and efficient speaker and you don't want to look at listener. that light the whole time either because you're supposed to be because interactive you're and look at learning the to keep eye contact make eye contact so one interesting thing after being in toastmasters often in choir he'll say okay look at that exit light over there above the eyes of all the audience members that's so people don't get nervous if they're looking at people and maybe they see somebody they know. But after Toastmasters, where you're used to making eye contact, then I go there and I really make eye contact with everybody in the audience. Oh, and I, I was in a play once with my daughter and we were at uh, Spirit Square doing this play called Run Run From the Roundhouse, Nelly. Uh, it was, uh, what are those called? You know, somebody ties her to the tracks and somebody else unties her and it was hilarious. But So I was there talking 
And instead of looking out over everyone's heads, I actually looked down. There were a bunch of kids sitting and playing in the front row. So I just made eye contact with the kids in the front row and connected with them, which is such a different, more authentic way of being in the world than looking yeah, over top of everybody's heads so that you don't get put off by making eye contact with somebody and connecting with somebody. Yeah, that's personal. Yeah, so we also learn how to shake people's hands and introduce ourselves. Do we? I haven't learned that one yet. <laughs> Well, I guess sort of, because you have to be formal coming up to passing the... Every time you come up to the lectern, you shake hands. Off, yeah. So today I just met somebody, so I just said I'm Nancy and shook their hand, and, and that's just become a much more natural thing in my life, and I think that's a great skill to have. Right. I th actually, I think when I introduce myself, I always shake hands. Mm. Uh, maybe that's one good thing about... Do you teach how to give a good handshake? I think we've talked. We have talked about We talk about, about it. There's no formal teaching. There could be a speech on it. Do you give a handshake like this, or do you... The guy with the massive hands that crushes them? When I'm Toastmasters, so the other thing I didn't say, so Toastmasters, there's a Toastmaster for each meeting, and they're the person who basically chairs the meeting, calls people up so that you call the speaker up to talk, you shake their hand and they take over, and then you come back, shake their hand and they go away. So if you're Toastmaster, you get to shake a lot of hands, and I often give feedback. And some people, I love it because people are just so individual in their handshakes. Some people have cold hands, some people have warm hands, some people have sweaty, some people have wimpy handshakes, some people have really firm handshakes. So I yeah, and you never know. I'll often give feedback. Hands. Hey, that was a really good handshake. That's interesting. Because <laughs> they're important. And the whole, like, the one part I want to talk about is the table topics that she's talking about is, it's kind of interesting because... The one part we didn't mention. So there's the word of the word of the day that we talked about. There's also a theme. So like fall was the theme. I brought change in as the word because the seasons are changing. So the questions are all based around the theme, and then they ask you a question based on that theme. So it's always an experience you can relate to yourself because everyone's been through fall, right? And if it was something else, usually it's something that everyone's it's pretty general, so you can relate to it. Mm -hmm. And then you can also talk about something totally different if you want, right? Or yeah. steal, steal a question. So, so yes, when you get asked a question, so if I was to say, could you tell me what your favorite part of fall is? And say, Robert hates fall. <laughs> then he could maybe say, well, really, I actually hate fall, but I'm going to tell you my favorite part of spring. So you can always change the question if you don't like yeah. the question. And sometimes the question just doesn't stimulate you or it's... Yeah, it doesn't move you. If it's convoluted, you can ask for it to be repeated so that you understand the question before you start going. But Gives yeah, your brain some more time to go click, click, click. That's click, right. You know? And so, so the brain starts to work faster after time doing this. And so yeah. everything that we do really fine-tunes your brain, which is so important as you get older that your brain just really needs to continue to be stimulated that the way it does if you are in university or back in school or taking a course. Yeah, jump starts it mm -hmm. for sure. Awesome. So a couple other questions here about yourself. If you could have dinner with any three people, uh, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Wow. Well, <laughs> I named one of my daughters after Oriana Falacci. 
who lots of people won't have heard of. I was going to say, how tall so that is. <laughs> she was an Italian journalist, feminist. She, her, she grew up in the war, and she was running people across the border as a child oh, really? to save them. And so the amount of courage that she had just blew me away. She wrote a book called The Useless Sex, which is an old one. She went around the world interviewing women. And so in Pakistan and in India, and, and it was just absolutely fascinating. And then she married this guy who killed Papadopoulos. Anyway, she slept with a gun under her bed. I mean, she's a revolutionary. I, these are the people who thrill me. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd love to have dinner with her, uh, Isadora Duncan. Is she still alive? No. I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't checked into her lately. <laughs> Google it. Isadora Duncan, who died by a, when her scarf got wrapped around a, a wheel. She was a dancer. Oh, no. So that would be fascinating to talk to her. Who else? My granddaughter. I would have dinner with my granddaughter any day of the week. There you go. Well, you can still do that, so you <laughs> yeah. better go do it. Well, she's six, Maybe yeah. Maybe on her birthday. <laughs> cool. And my daughters. Always like to be with my daughters. Oh, you changed this one a bit. What's your favorite word? Or cuss word? Come on, you got to keep that in there. <laughs> well, most people that know Robert know Robert likes to swear a lot, so I figure that's good. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting better at that with Toastmasters, not swearing Yeah, so much. in Toastmasters, we definitely discourage swearing. Everyone's always too reserved. Yeah. But anyways, favorite Because word. you're favorite on word. video. So I also have a, a daughter who became Mormon. So there's no swearing allowed in her family. So oh, I have yeah. hard, tried so hard to stop swearing. And Toastmasters has helped too. And so, yes, there was someone that you've interviewed who swore a lot. And I always be like, hmm. That I interviewed? <laughs> yeah. Was there? Yeah. So. Was it? No. Shh. Shh. Roger, shh, shh. So. <laughs> So I was probably swearing to you. It's just I change it, depending on my client. I'll totally adapt. Yeah. If I got an older, more reserved client or something, or a, mm -hmm. you know, there's a bunch of kids around, I won't swear. But if I got some freaking working with a guy right now that's like a head of constructions for BC Hydro, and I, and I think his girlfriend was swearing before I was. So well, this I, depends, I used right? To be, not like yeah. not grossly. I used to be a commercial fisher for a living, and we used to joke that you can make a whole sentence with one word, which, well, which yeah. we did. But so I've had to really, uh, really adapt my ways. So um, my favorite word, one of my favorite words that came up in Toastmasters was effervescent and ebullient. I like those words. What do those mean? Effervescent, I've heard. Bubbly, I'm so bubbly not and outgoing. Oh, both of them do? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, different aspects of it. So those are a couple of my favorite words that came up. Effer as words effer of effervescent? Effervescent. Well, like, you know, when you dropped Alka-Seltzer into a glass and it was... That's effervescent. And what's the other one? Ebullient. Ebullient. Interesting. Cool. Yes, yeah, so, so we often will learn the purpose of the word of the day is to bring in unusual words. So words like that, that you might learn what they mean and then try to use them in, in our speaking that day. Yeah, and Robert needs to work on words because he's not a very wordy person. I'm a, and I'm not, I have no shame. I just ask people what it means. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Sometimes in Toastmasters, I'll Google it quickly. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? I don't know. Or even if I know the word, like sometimes I just don't really know exactly what it means. Like yeah. I will in my head, but like what's the actual definition of the word? People then, will often use the wrong word. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and not to bring up my ex or anything, but she used to, we used to have an argument, it was like a game, so she would say a word, 
And I'd be like, that word doesn't fit. Like, what does mm-hmm. it mean? And it yeah. was literally like 50-50, I would win. Yeah. And the word she used, she had it totally in the wrong context. And so yeah. I think that's why I question it, because I think there's a lot of words and to have a full understanding of them. And I think with Toastmasters, so. well, and, and with, with university, mm-hmm. I learned... That to speak simply is the most important thing. You can use interesting words, but to speak sim- simply, people who try to use big words often will use them in the wrong context. And mm-hmm. you're kind of like, is that what? And I guess that's where a speech or something gives you the opportunity to figure out and place it properly. When you do a speech right. and you put the work in, uh, in the old days when people wore suits... <laughs> They wrote down every word. I wrote down every word. I wrote down every word, and then you say it in front of the mirror or in front of somebody else. You time it. I've never been good at practicing things in front of the mirror. or. So so here's your chance to learn and grow in that area, and you'll, it'll pay off. It's like reading a script when you're calling a lead. Hey, this is Robert with Robert Nixon Real Estate. Ugh, throw that paper away. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, anything. But this is anything about you and your life, or sure. something that, that you're interested. Yeah, this so is at cool. any rate, so you'd write it all down, and some people would memorize every word. And I don't see people do that anymore. So no? like, really, things no. Aaron was is the most prepared. Well, you don't want to memorize every word. Like one person who came and did that said their goal then was to be more conversational and a little bit more spontaneous. But if you if you've constructed a really good speech so that you worked on the words to get the meaning across that you want, and they, some people are extremely poetic, and so they can have a really poetic speech, then you yeah. want to have those words. So either you're going to have some notes, or you're going to commit it to memory. So there are many many different ways of doing a speech. I mean, you can be more spontaneous if you can pull it off. But then yeah. what we would say is always to have an opening. And a closing. And know what they are and three main points in between. And so there are many different ways of doing a speech from very spontaneous to very well planned. Depending on how much time and energy you want to put into it. We'll work on it. (laughs) Robert will be competing by next year. That's right. In the spring. You heard it here. Robert will be competing in spring of 2020. Don't tell Vicky. She better not watch this. Towards the end, people usually fizz out by the end if they're watching it. What's the funniest thing that's happened Are to you Are you still recently? there? Have you yeah. fizzled out? <laughs> yeah, no, she's still there. She's the only one that keeps us engaged. I think. Actually, I've done a couple lately without her. and it's, It kind of bugs me because I have to look, you look at yourself, too. Because you turn the camera around and, and then you can see when people are watching. And it, it messes with me a little bit. <laughs> I saw some people from Royal Page were watching. So then I, when I did a live video, mm. then it made me like a little more nervous almost. Ugh, Vanessa doesn't count. She's amazing nervous. <laughs> Is she yeah. really? Yeah. Hi, Vanessa. Probably. I know Vanessa What's the from a decade What's the funniest thing ago? that's happened to you recently? Oh, I Besides told them your to foot. leave this out Besides because foot. my life has not been fun. I broke my foot and it hasn't been fun. It's been a bit of a hardship. There's got to be something funny. Fun, funny. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'll think about it, you know, like middle of the night it. tonight. I'll think about something. Go comment on the video. I'll call. I'll call you in the middle of the night. You're missing one too. Is there anything that I should have asked you but didn't? Or anything you want to talk about that we? I think we've covered a lot about what Toastmasters is about. Do you feel like you know what Toastmasters is about now? Oh, definitely. It just made me think of when I was like younger, and I used to say the word "like" a lot, and my brother like, like. literally stood there and counted how many times I yeah. said it in, in a sentence, and mm-hmm. it was like fifteen times I said it. Yeah, and that didn't used to happen at all. It, that is a trendy thing. You know that people started saying like 
And so for, as an evaluator, you start pointing out, those are one of the words you want to take out because mm -hmm. it'll be a distraction. Yeah. Unless you're hanging out with your friends and they're all well like this and like that and then we went like there. But it's totally extraneous throwaway word, right? doesn't mean anything. Like, totally. like a lot of the swear words. And, and yeah. so what we, my brother and sister and I were driving to visit my daughter who's the Mormon and they swear a lot. So I said, okay, you guys. The Mormons do? No, oh. my sister and brother. Oh, your sister and I brother. Said, so, me. okay, you guys, we have to stop swearing. So I said, okay, listen, every time you swear, it's going to cost you a dollar. <laughs> and I'm going to keep track every time you swear. However, anytime you use really interesting words, you get back a dollar. Sweet. Well, my brother, who was the worst swearer ever, <laughs> suddenly he was totally witty. So it's like, Oh my God, he was funny. He had us all laughing. He was, he a little critter you and uh, you a rascal. Added just things that are just so much more interesting just than the, the slit from. Yeah, and it was, we were stimulated and we were having fun. So, so that's the kind of thing if you beef up your speech. Yeah. Make I've it more colorful. Oh, be quiet. Great. I, I, so there you go. Come to Toastmasters. You'll learn to stop swearing of your own volition because you'll learn to use language better. I and I'm the type of person like I I try to be prepared. I used to feel like I used to be way more prepared. Mm -hmm. So all like I print off my word of the day. I meant to do the night you before during job. the day. But then that morning I'm like, oh no, I didn't do it. Ah. But I'll come in and I'll have the, the list of the the roles and read them. So I'll read it like in, before the meeting. Go okay, get mm -hmm. what I got to do. But it's funny because I think the two times I've done grammarian, everyone's always like, good job. But I feel like it's the one, and I even said it last time, like, I don't think I know how to do it. Mm. But I guess everyone does things their own way, too, yeah. right? Yeah, there are many different levels like, to do every job. Yeah, and, I don't know. and that's the thing. You come in and everything's new and it's kind of difficult. And then you'll learn how to do it, like how to yeah. do, how to, how to, how, how to, and how to write um, table topics, for instance. At first, it's, it's kind of a challenge and so I started I call my daughter who was a teacher and say and she helped me and that was kind of like there's a formula to it and then it's easy I can do it on the fly I can stand up at the very last minute and ask table coffee questions yeah. so you learn it's a skill set you learn the more you do it the more you learn it yeah I did that one once but I wasn't supposed to be so yeah, I had to give me those card things I think I made some up too so yeah it's not too bad yeah awesome um oh there it is is there anything else, or sorry, do you, <laughs> I was reading the question again, do you have anyone you would suggest on us interview? So I sort of told her at the beginning, but I'm going to be trying to do more interviews and post them on my new website, so we're trying to do a lot more, we're doing every two weeks. Do you recommend anyone? Catherine gave us like 20 people. Wow, well, Catherine. So she was, Catherine she's like, if you, ever need, if you ever need anyone else, let me know. Yeah. But not that, but just anyone, Catherine one knows person everybody. who you think would be interesting. Well, you could interview Heather Gordon-Murphy. You could, you could, yeah, what, she, from she? Shoreline Musical Theater. She, oh, okay. she does so many things. That'd be interesting. And Where John, is that? John, uh, she works out of Raincoast okay. Dance Theater okay. just down the street. That's kind of suggest to her, too. Oh. And John Montgomery, well, who's done the choir had, for 20 years. We did uh, John Montgomery, who's done the choir. Yeah, he's we our We did Preston Jewelers, and we had like three people recommend her. Ah. Okay, yeah. we'll check them out. See if they're, see if they're into it. Some mm -hmm. people aren't into it. Some people are. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Awesome. And if anyone's watching and wants to do it, let us know. And thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you.